Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Before we get into today's text, I want to say hello to our audience from India. We have noticed an uptick in listeners from India. And so hello, India. It's great to have you with us. If you would like to contact us and let us know where you're listening from and what platform you're listening on, you can reach us at info at christiancrusaders.org. And we'd love to hear from you. So today we're going to be in Esther chapter 2, verses 1 through 18. What we know so far from the book of Esther, which we started yesterday, is that King Ahasuerus threw this huge party, followed up by another huge party, and everyone was drunk. He asked the Queen Vashti to come show how beautiful she was to everybody who was gathered, and she rejected him. So King Ahasuerus deposed her, and now he is looking for another queen to replace her. Let's pick it up. This is going to be a long text. I'm going to make a couple comments after we read it in chapter 2, verse 1. After these things, when the anger of King Ahasuerus had abated, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's young men who attended him said, Let beautiful young virgins be sought out for the king, and let the king appoint officers in all provinces of his kingdom to gather all the beautiful young virgins to the harem in Susa, the citadel, under the custom a custody of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who is in charge of the women. Let their cosmetics be given to them, and let the young woman, woman who pleases the king be queen instead of Vashti. This pleased the king, and he did so. Now, there was a Jew in Susa, the citadel, whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair, son of Shimei, son of Kish, a Benjaminite. By the way, yesterday we talked about how Wikipedia says that the book of Esther is broadly agreed upon as fictional. Any fictional writing wouldn't give you that kind of lineage. The exact thing you would look for in something that's not fictional is what we just read in verse 5, Mordecai's lineage. Let's go on. Mordecai, who had been away from Jerusalem among the captives, carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. He was bringing up Hadassah, that is Esther, the daughter of his uncle, for she had neither father nor mother. The young woman had a beautiful figure, was lovely to look at, and when her father and mother died, Mordecai took her as his his own daughter. So when the king's order and edict were proclaimed, and when many young women gathered in Susa the citadel in custody of Haggai, Esther was also taken into the king's palace and put in the custody of Haggai, who was in charge of the women. And the young woman pleased him and won his favor. And he quickly provided her with cosmetics and her portion of food and with seven chosen young women from the king's palace and advanced her and her young women to the best place in the harem. Esther had not made known her people or her kindred, for Mordecai had commanded her not to make it known. And every day Mordecai walked in front of the court of the harem to learn how Esther was and what was happening to her. In other words, Esther didn't reveal that she was an Israelite or that she was Jewish because she was afraid that that would be Uh, cause against her, which we'll find out it would have been, and it was. Verse 12. Now, when the turn came for each young woman to go to King Ahasuerus, after being 12 months under the regulations for women, since this was their regular period for beautifying, six months with oil of myrrh and six months with spices and ointments for women, when the young women went into the king in this way, she was given whatever she desired to take with her from the harem to the king's palace. In the evening, she would go in, and in the morning, she would return to the second harem in custody of Sheashgaz, the king's eunuch, 
who was in charge of the concubines. She would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and she was summoned by name. When her turn came, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as his own daughter to go into the king, she asked for nothing except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, who had charge of the women, advised. Now Esther was winning the favor in the eyes of all who saw her. And when Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus into his royal palace in the tenth month, which was the month of Tabith in the seventh year of his reign, the king loved Esther more than all the women. And she won grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown on her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. Then the king gave great feast for all his officials and servants. It was Esther's feast. He also granted a remission of taxes to the provinces and gave gifts with royal generosity. So that is a long text. And I don't know if you're like me, but just reading that makes my stomach turn. Uh, This woman, Esther, is, you could argue, maybe being treated like a sex slave. Um, The idea that this king would line up all these virgins and do what he does and pick which one's best is a mess. This is obviously a pagan king. These aren't Jewish kings, but sadly, we had Jewish kings with concubines and multiple wives. And what we've said before about all that is this is no way an endorsement of any of that kind of lifestyle. This is not good. Uh, Esther is being mistreated here. Uh, This is a mess. You can imagine Mordecai. I don't know if he was complicit in this. I I don't know if Esther was taken from Mordecai or if Mordecai offered her up. Anyway, there's all kinds of dysfunction and sexual impropriety going on. But here's the thing. God is at work in the mess. He is sovereignly orchestrating these circumstances so that eventually his people will be spared from extinction. And we're going to learn how that unfolds in the days ahead. But this is, on one hand, difficult to wrap our heads around. Why would God use... A situation like this? Why would God use this Ahasuerus guy and use this contest to pick the most beautiful, most pleasing woman? It happens to be Esther, this Jewish woman, and all the mess and, and sickness that really goes into that. On the other hand, it, it in a way, it should be very inspiring and encouraged to us because, folks, we're living in a mess right now. And honestly, if we're really honest with ourselves, if we dig a little bit deep below the surface, we ourselves are messy. In one way, shape, or form, we're not perfect. We're sinful. We're opposed to the commands of God. We're tempted to worship false idols. And God uses us. He sovereignly uses us despite that. When I say us, I mean those of us who trust Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins and are thereby clothed with his righteousness and are folded into the family of God through his covenant promises that are ours through faith in Christ. This is an amazing story that we're going to watch unfold as God sovereignly orchestrates really messy people in really messy situations to accomplish his purpose nonetheless. Praise God for his sovereignty and his willingness to use messy people and circumstances to do his good and pleasing will. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. 
Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.